Hey there, fellow Sojourners, and welcome back to another edition of Appropriate in the Culture. On today's episode, we survey the political landscape, looking at the impact of the Supreme Court Dobbs decision as it pertains to the midterms, and analyze the future cultural implications. I'm Pastor Shane, and I'll be your pollster today as we appropriate some culture. Democrat California Congressman Eric Swalwell, best known for bang-banging Chinese spy Feng Feng, recently produced a rather chilling campaign video. That the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. Wrong video. Less gaseous but more odorous was the actual video. Yes. I have a warrant for your arrest. Arrest for what? Penal code 243 violation. Unlawful termination of a pregnancy. You gotta be kidding me. That That is my personal business. That's for the courts to decide, ma'am. Your medical records have been subpoenaed and Dr. Landry's already in custody. No, my, my God, you, you, you can't just- You will have to submit to a physical examination. What? By who? No, no, no one's touching me. Touch her! Get that! Man, turn around! Put your hands behind your back. Now! Why is this happening? Love you, honey bear. We're just enforcing the law here. Elections have consequences. Vote Democrat on November 8th. Stop Republicans from criminalizing abortion everywhere protect women's rights and freedom. Please, don't do this. Please. Now, fear-mongering is, of course, the norm when it comes to elections and campaign ads, but some are more grounded in reality than others. And as it comes to any contentious issue, we have to look at it realistically and be prudent. Here's the reality. Eric Swabell is from California. The impact of overturning Roe v. Wade in California was absolutely nothing. Literally nothing changed. Current California law permits abortion to viability, which is around 24 weeks of pregnancy. And on the ballot this November is Proposition 1, which is a measure to amend the state's constitution to guarantee the right to kill the unborn, which is being supported by Planned Parenthood Affiliates of California, the League of Women Voters of California, and the California Moloch Association. But of course, Swalwell isn't concerned about local politics. The real danger is that federal law trumps state law, and if those pesky Republicans take control of the House and Senate, they will pass a federal ban on abortion. But the reality is, that's really unlikely. Setting aside whether or not Congress has the constitutional authority to federally ban abortion, even the most bullish of prospects in the Senate puts the GOP nowhere near a filibuster-proof majority. Well, then they'll nuke the filibuster and, and pass a federal abortion bill. Okay, and then the current president will just veto the bill. Well, then they just nuke the Constitution? Okay, so that's lawlessness, and elections really don't matter if you're going lawless. That's just grab a gun time and try to have some fun during the purge. 
Now, elections do have consequences, and maybe, potentially, possibly, if pro-life candidates have a great midterm, and if they follow it up with a great election night in 2024, then maybe, possibly, theoretically, there could be a pro-life president with a pro-life supermajority that could implement a federal abortion ban or offer a constitutional amendment. But I wouldn't bet on it. I think Christians need to come to terms with the fact that abortion in this country is going to have to be undone culturally before it's undone legislatively. Now, politics can affect the culture too, and we absolutely should vote for pro-life candidates and pro-life positions, but the battle is still primarily over hearts and minds, and we should be realistic and prudent in that matter, not letting the perfect be the enemy of the good. So how do we tactically influence the culture? Well, we start off on the basis of reasonable commonality. We all agree that there should be some restrictions on abortion, some limitations. That's reasonable, right? Do you support any restrictions on abortion? I don't. I've, I've always believed... Even in the third trimester? I, I believe that choice is between a woman, her doctor, and a god if she prays to one. Where do you draw limits uh, on, on the issue of abortion? Well, look, I think that we need to make sure we have access. I've fought with Pro-Choice Ohio and Planned Parenthood to keep our clinics open. I think this is a very personal, tough decision for women. I don't think government should be involved in it. I think this should be between the doctor and, and the family and the woman that's going through this. And I fought that my entire career. I, I, just to clarify, so you don't believe there should be any government, uh, any, any sort of government uh, past limitation on when uh, when uh, a woman gets an abortion. I think that this is about a woman and her doctor and her family. Senator, would you have any limits on abortion? Look, I think what we had established in Roe is something that, that we can continue to work with. And I think those can be the parameters. But then again, if you get rid of what was established law, which in many ways was conservative to keep that, to appreciate stare decisis and make sure we appreciate uh, the law. Um, if we move away from that, you're going to get states like Ohio that have some of the most extreme uh, laws in the whole country, where if you're a young uh, girl and you've yeah. been raped or there's been incest, that you, can't, you, you have to, the state, the government is going to force you to bring that baby to yeah, term. Yeah, I, I, I get all that, Congressman. But my question, value. my question was about any limits to abortion at any point, you know, late term, anything. Look, you, you, you got to leave it up to the to the woman because you so and I no, sitting here or a bunch of. Well, you and I sitting here can't account for all of the different scenarios that a, a woman dealing with the complexities of a pregnancy are going through. Okay. How can you and I figure that out? Well, that's messed up. And most people aren't on board with that. A recent Economist YouGov poll found that 69% of U.S. adults believe that abortion should either be banned outright or have some restrictions and limitations. 31% said that abortion should always be legal. There should be no restrictions on abortion. And 54% of the respondents said that abortion should be banned after the first trimester. If you start from a place of commonality, you make the opposition look unreasonable and distasteful and draw people from their candidates and policies. Start from commonality and then lean into sympathy. Swalwell's ad was trying to invoke not just fear, but sympathy, right? That poor mother, that poor family. If that's the future pro-lifers want, then count me out. 
So we sympathetically counter Swalwell's dystopian hypothetical future with real present-day scenarios. Pro-abortion mothers are not being arrested, but pro-life fathers certainly are. The FBI was recently dispatched to arrest pro-life advocate Mark Hawk for an incident that happened a year ago. Allegedly, the pro-life advocate pushed a pro-abortion advocate because the pro-choice enthusiast was allegedly harassing his 12-year-old son, the guy fell, litigation ensued, and a local court dismissed the case. But the FBI took up the issue, charging Mark under the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances, or FACE. In fact, the DOJ and the FBI are enforcing FACE with renewed gusto. Eleven pro-life activists were recently charged with FACE violations, and they're not even that bad looking. Nevertheless, they could potentially face up to 11 years in prison and $250,000 in fines. What's notable about this is pro-life pregnancy centers are also protected under the Freedom of Access to Clinic entrances or face, and at least 74 pregnancy resource centers have been attacked since the Dobbs leak, including destruction of private property, vandalism, and even firebombing. No known arrests have been made. A two-tier justice system that is politically compromised and politically motivated is a horrifying situation, but the church has often thrived under persecution, and persecution often produces sympathy. Swalwell's dystopian future can be answered with real-life, present-day counterexamples. We start with commonality and move to sympathy. And as we said before, sympathy can be generated with real stories and fictional ones. And therein lies the advantage, because although there have been things like pro-abortion films, you know, Obvious Child, Grandma, Plan B, the frivolity with which those films approach the subject rings empty and hollow. But to approach the subject with gravitas uh, winds up portraying abortion as awful and difficult and emotionally traumatic which only plays into our hand. In fact, abortion is so anathema to audiences that even pro-abortion advocates can't help but make ultimately pro-life films. Uh, Juno, Knocked Up, Blue Valentine. Art and entertainment is a winning place on this issue, and it's a great means to press in in the culture to win hearts and minds. And speaking of movies, and somewhat related, as some of you are aware, we are in the beginning stages of a feature film production. More details should be coming, but right now we are in the process of finding locations to shoot in. One of the more challenging locations is that we do have a few scenes that take place in a hospital. We have exam rooms, and waiting rooms, and recovery rooms, and NICUs. So if you or anyone you know could help us get access to shoot for one day in a location like that, or could pass ask for it, you know, a nurse's office at a high school, dental offices. Uh, look through those photos to give you an idea of what we're looking for, and then contact me. I don't want to build a set. It's far too expensive. Also, as I mentioned last week, I've added a new podcast called Critically Acclaimed, where you can listen to my first novel in podcast form for free. So check that out. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, join my author's Facebook page, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter or Locals, and I'll see you next week for more Appropriate in the Culture. <laughs>